Around the Corner Are Better Times with Better Buddies. Welcome back to Better Buddies. I'm your host, RJ, and with us this week, we have Calvin. Hi. James. Hello. And surprise friend, John. Oh, man. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Got some kung fu kicks over here. Gotta get hype. Got the Batman, uh... Boom. Pow. (laughs) Smack. Pow. (laughs) Oh, perfect. Our Better Buddies icebreaker this week, along the lines of larger-than-life heroes. Uh, who is your favorite Greek god? Who is your favorite god out of the Greek pantheon? Because we, we're, we're cool and use fancy words like pantheon. Mm. Pantheon. I think pantheon's a Roman term. Yeah. Isn't it really? Mm. Oh, not be Well... I think it's retroactively applied to the Greek ones, but oh, it is it's probably Latin, yeah. Oh, it is Latin. Yeah, you're right. It True. Is Latin. Good point. Yeah. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. I no, I it's know. not. What? Oh, it's Greek. Etymology. Oh, it came from Greek and then wait, what? It what? came from Greek and then went to Latin. That oh. makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, so it's both. What I, I, I retract my statement. Statement. <laughs> I I can go first unless somebody else has one. Go. Do it. I'm going to say Dionysius um, for multiple reasons. Okay. Uh, the guy that couldn't drink wine or something. Is the guy. That's a guy who just drinks wine. Um, he's the god of wine. He's, uh, he's the god of wine and... Uh, parties and dolphins. Oh. Festivals, dolphins, um, ritual madness. Madness, yeah. I like him because he so like wine. I believe um, it wasn't. It wasn't just like uh, you know a drink in ancient Greece. It could be used as a symbol for like other like psychoactive stuff that they potentially used back then. (laughs) So that's why he's partially associated with madness. Is because that association was made with wine as well. Um, I think his story is interesting where he becomes, he's like a mortal, becomes a god, like he ascends to that standpoint. So I think that's pretty cool. It makes him one of the youngest ones in the Pantheon, I think. Um, I also like him because uh, good old Freddie Nietzsche used uh, him as an example of like the sublime chaos of nature in a lot of his books. And he has a dynamic that emerges called the Apollonian, which is like structure, and then the Dionysian, which is like the chaotic. And you need both to kind of synthesize and make like art and human nature and stuff like that. So there's a lot of uh, things that I like about Dionysius. And uh, so it's not um, just because it's an excuse to drink. It's not just because it's an excuse to drink. It's because it's an excuse to drink, uh, take acid, and read Frederick Nietzsche. So sure. Good. He, was, he was born from the leg of Zeus. What? Pretty cool. Yeah, his his mom was immortal and was tricked into making Zeus promise to show her his true form, which instantly burned her to a crisp. But he saved the fetal Dionysus, sewed him into his thigh until he was ready to be born, and that granted him his immortality. I mean, so it's like, yeah. Well, it's like, it wasn't... Uh, Athena, Athena was born was in his head because he was afraid she was going to kill him and overthrow him. So yeah, and and Zeus jerked off into the ocean, and that that's where uh, Aphrodite comes from. Yeah, Came out of a clam. So Zeus is responsible for like three of his peers. He's responsible for a lot. He's responsible. almost all of them actually. It's like it's like that meme that was getting passed around a while ago. Where it's did you guys ever see that? Where it's like all Greek mythology, and it's like, Zeus, I'm going to stick my dick in it. <laughs> yeah. 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 No! Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, too late! Yeah. Uh, have, you, have you seen the, the videos on YouTube, like, Along Came Zeus? Oh, what? 
Uh, it's a it's a trend I've been seeing recently. I don't know if I'm just getting recommended them now, but it's like a bunch of um bunch of other Disney clips, like in the Emperor's New Groove when Isma and Kronk get struck by lightning. It's like the lead up to that, and then it cuts away to Hercules, where the Fates are singing, and then along came Zeus, and then lightning happens. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. Oh no, it's not the Fates; it's the Muses. Yeah, the Muses. Yeah. Sorry, there's multiple singers. Yeah, yeah. That's fucking. That's great. And then along came Zeus. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, uh, John, do you want to? James, yeah. we're, we're going to continue to share now. I'm sorry, yeah, it's okay. keep going. It's okay, you didn't know. John, do you want to share yours then? <laughs> um, I don't really have one. I'm going to go with Kronos, because he, like, tried to eat all his kids. Yeah, that's oh. pretty metal. And then, I was just going to say, that's pretty fucking metal, John. <laughs> Add respect. He's the also first one. Yeah. yeah. He's Jupiter, isn't he? Saturn. So. Zeus is Jupiter. Yeah. Yeah. I think Kronos is Saturn. Yeah. The yep, only yep. the only Roman to Greek conversion I know is Hercules, because I'm pretty sure the Greek one was Heracles. I thought I think the, it's the other way around, actually. The the Roman, yeah. I think the Roman one was Heracles, yeah. No, I think the Greek one's Heracles. Yeah, that's what was I was it Roman? Oh shit. Okay. Oh, I thought he said Roman was Her- Heracles. Whatever. Cool. Nice, Kronos. Kind of a kind of rude dad, but whatever. You're the god of time. You can just rewind it, right? That guy's pretty cool. What about you, Calvin? Uh, I don't really know. I'm on GreekMythology.com just browsing their <laughs> gods. <laughs> That's Wait, why I picked the first me. one. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know really know. Uh, uh, I'll go Hephaestus. Hephaestus oh. is classic. Hold the rug out from under me. Oh yeah, wait, RJ, you answer, and then I got like a sub question. Uh, mine is also Hephaestus because he's oh, like. I said it first. You 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 said it first, but uh, he I'm gonna jump on that bandwagon. <laughs> he he built all the coolest stuff and had like assistants and helpers and was an artificer, and base like as far as I'm my understanding goes, he was ugly as hell, but the Greek <laughs> gods were like, "Hey, you build all our cool stuff," so. We can't he was really also be too to Aphrodite. Yeah. She wasn't happy about that, though. <laughs> well, uh, maybe she should have caused problems. Got, I mean, that motherfucker got chucked down a mountain. That's partially why he's, like, crippled and shit. Like, didn't yeah. he get thrown up in the abyss? Cause he was Hera threw him out. <laughs> Jesus. Hera has the gall to lecture Zeus about being a good parent. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Oh, this one's broken. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, this one's not as pretty. Let's just let's just drop it yeah. over here. Oh, oh wait, you god. could build all the cool weapons. Of course, you could come back. Oh my god, you may. Oh, you weren't supposed to live. Oh, you can live in the mountain. Oh, isn't that fun? That's fun. <laughs> you can make my chairs. <laughs> <laughs> what was I, your sub question, so, James? I actually have two sub questions. One that's not related at all, and then one that is. So. Middle school, we all had to do the Greek uh, mythology presentation. Do you guys remember who you were? Hephaestus. Hephaestus? Because I was Orion. a lovely child. You were Orion? Okay, yeah. hell yeah. I do not remember. Damn. What about you, James? It was Hades. Were you Hades? Was Hades. Yes, I was. I could have sworn you were Apollo. <laughs> Are no. you Hades? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just might be. I... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, my second question was, is there any way without physical evidence to prove that someone has thought something first? Oh. No. Thought is an abstract concept, I would argue. But it still happens, right? But if someone has thought, so, so for instance, with that basis thing, like if RJ had in his mind already, technically he got there first. Right? No, so, but you're asking, but you have to bring in you're bringing in time, which mm. is like a physical construct into an abstract construct. But, but thought still happens in time. It's, it is an abstract concept, but it does happen in time. Someone can think something. Does it, though? Okay. Here's, it's here's, not made real till it's vocalized. <laughs> yeah, that, that's where I'm at on this. Yes, James, they do happen. Like, we in our own heads can see them happen in a sequence. 
across time, but if there is no way to record that action, it doesn't matter. Is it just that it can't be recorded, or it just doesn't matter? Like, because... Like, I I don't know. I think that's an interesting... I, I agree, like, I do think thoughts, for the most part, happen out of time, unless they're structured in some way, like speech or writing or asking a question. Um, but in this case, like, who got there first with the Hephaestus question? Would it be... The one that vocalizes. We have to go with the one that vocalizes because otherwise I could say, well, I had my answer yesterday when I wrote the question, but there's Uh, no evidence of it. Also, I... Oh, go ahead, I mean, like, think of it like a business idea, right? Tons of people could have the same idea for a product, but the first one who gets it out to market and does it the best, like, is the one who got it, you know? Yeah. And trying to apply, the, just asking the question first always brings, again, it into a construct, like a physical construct. You see, but the thing is, like, I'm not asking about, uh, like, effectivity or it's just who got there first. And well, is there any way to prove without, like, without physical evidence so that no. somebody has... The answer then would be no. I, yeah, because I don't think you can prove anything with is first without physical evidence. Like, like beyond thought, what is? how can you prove something is first without empirical evidence of that? Faith. <laughs> I guess prove is probably the... I shouldn't say prove. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think it's an interesting question. Okay, um, so what you have to do is you have to think the thought and then take a picture of yourself holding today's newspaper and <laughs> mail it to yourself <laughs> to show that you had the thought. Asshole. What you have to do is you have to manifest today's newspaper and people have to watch it happen so that they know that just by the power of thought alone, they're just going to, then they won't question it. You basically be a living god already. News don't fancy. Did that answer your question, James? No, but it's, but... Okay, I, I think you. Yeah. I think we did. I was looking for an answer, just a debate. All right. Well, I got something quick. This will be probably pretty fast. Can I do? I I ordered Jap- or Japanese. I ordered Chinese food for dinner, and I saved my fortune cookie. Shall we see what my fortune is? Ooh, what? Nice. Right. Fortune time. Get ready, right. boys and girls. My fortune is. Do not let what you have. Wait, what? Do not, I can't even read. <laughs> do not let what you do not, is this English? Do not, do not oh, let what you do perfect. not have prevent you from using what you do have. Okay, it's okay. perfectly fine. Oh, yeah. That took me too long to read. Say that again, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> do not let what you do not have prevent you from using what you do have. That's good advice. Oh, yeah. Do not let your greed and jealousy distract you from the skills and uh, tools you already have at your disposal. Yeah. I don't know if it's even that. It's like, don't let the end goal stop you from participating in the journey, you know? Oh. Well, it's like, like don't let any, any perceived shortcomings influence your like desired outcome. No, that's, don't let that's, it... I like John's. Don't, don't let it intimidate you. You just gotta get started, you know? And do it. Like, go for it. Like try. I don't follow it. that advice, but that's what it's saying. <laughs> well, I mean, did the Buddha even follow his own advice? Is there any evidence of that? Prove it. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 just writing. Someone else could have wrote that. We, we I mean, have no fucking idea. That's the, the whole point of Buddhism, isn't it? Imagine having video evidence of the Buddha. Do you know how crazy that would fucking be? It's called time travel. Yeah. That would be like insane. Well, the, isn't isn't the Dalai Lama a reincarnation of a Bodhisattva? He's yes, but he's not the like Buddha Buddha, like the no, OG. Well, yeah, because yeah, he's just a Buddha. Buddha's a title. Well, technically, yeah, because technically anyone can be a Buddha. Yes, anybody. It's, and, it's just Siddhartha is considered the historical Buddha. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like maybe my second favorite religion, other than like yeah. Dalai Lama is the Bodhisattva of compassion, and a Bodhisattva is Buddha that has chosen not to reach. He is like he has made it to enlightenment, but is choosing like not to. Was my understanding of it so that he has stayed behind to um, help other people 
seems a longer like a, path. Seems like a cop out Tenzin. I don't know if the Dalai Lama listens to this podcast, but <laughs> asked in doubt. <laughs> so, I mean, it depends on your school of Buddhism, but is Buddhism actually religion? Because I maybe it was a misconception. Oh, <laughs> Flashbacks <laughs> to two years. <laughs> I thought it was a more of a life philosophy over like a well, quote unquote religion. Could argue that technically Christianity is just as much as that. Like yeah. the, the the difference between Buddhism and most other religions is that it's decentralized, so there's no like actual church or figure. There are different sects, but there's no like set doctrine. There are religious texts, but there's no dogma. So it's essentially the I mean the whole point of Buddhism, like is that you get to choose. Um and it's it's kind of like the underlying principle for faith is that everyone the idea that everyone can attain enlightenment in their own time and in their own way um so to try and set it in kind of a rigid doctrine like uh, just prevents that enlightenment process like i i believe like uh, like supposedly the buddhist final words were be your own guiding light supposedly Mm. so that the, the that sums up pretty much the whole idea of the religion in a sense like technically speaking you could be a buddha and not even be a buddhist and you wouldn't know cool well it's because there is no self exactly your ego's fake man just trip a bunch and you'll find out (laughs) (laughs) or just think really hard you can find that out too that's basically what meditation is it's just kind of well it's not really thinking i guess it's more just like it it depends on what you do to meditate concentration yeah it's true it's like it's like intro and exo spectrum at the same time. Spectrum, yeah. It's about sitting in cross-legged, and then as soon as the monk across from you thinks you've thought something, they slap you. <laughs> that would just be embarrassing. I get that's like that like happens in a form of like Zen Buddhism, according to one of my professors. I'm just gonna yeah, boot that. Does sound the slapping great. monk thought something though? So do you yeah, get no. to slap them? they're the teacher their job is not to they're not meditating okay fair seems one-sided so technically if you if you attain enlightenment can you just engage in like whatever you want to do and i I guess you supposedly the buddha could fly (laughs) that's cool maybe that is enlightenment realizing you can do whatever you want so throwing yourself around and using yeah it's called orbiting (laughs) <laughs> he's got you there oh. <laughs> let's move on to our uh, next segment real quick uh, better buddies recommend where we recommend a piece of media to enjoy uh, I'm going to start us off this week because Calvin gave us a little peek into his dinner habits I had sushi tonight oh, it was oh. so good Fuck and that are. is my media to recommend is sushi because good gravy it was mm. Wait, did you have sushi or sashimi? Sushi, I think. What was it? Uh, what's the difference? Uh, sushi is the rice. That. Wait, no, what's sashimi? <laughs> sashimi is raw fish. I had the rice. Sushi can be cooked. It's not always yes. cooked. Yes, I ha- I had sushi. Because there was some uh, fried tempura. Well, tempura is different than sushi. Well, man! (laughs) (laughs) I assume you went to the Japanese place in town. Yes! What did you have? (laughs) Uh, Man! Sushi. American definition. Yeah, whatever. But yeah, one one in particular, there was a... um, There was a... I don't remember what it was called, but it was a like sweeter roll with some mango, and it it's just very light and like sweet, but not too sweet. Oh, so you had the rolls, okay? Yeah. I just pictured the Skyrim guard. Oh, did somebody take your sweet, the sweet roll? <laughs> <laughs> also, can I just say that referring to a sushi as a uh, form of media just Makes me picture like stuffing some raw fish into a CD player and plugging the headphones in. <laughs> <laughs> I was like picturing the opposite. Is that not what you do? 
I was picturing like a sushi roll with like the uh, the you know when televisions cut the signal and it's like all the colored bars. <laughs> oh yeah, sushi <laughs> roll, but with like the colored bars like inside instead of me. What about That's those, amazing. What about the sushi rolls people do with like the way they've rolled it all up creates an image when you cut it? Oh, that's cool too. That's almost oh, as cool yeah. as the people who make like Jesus in their coffee foam or whatever. <laughs> oh, the like latte, latte art. art. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's dope. Uh, who would like to go next? Recommend. We got one. Go for it, James. Um, this is going to be a bit out of the ballpark. It's still a cartoon, but it's not really what I've recommended before. Um, I've actually been watching the Harley Quinn animated Ooh. series. And I was a little skeptical. Um, it's one of those ones where it's like, oh, is it going to be like too heavy? And they're like, I'm a girl and I'm breaking up with the Joker and blah, blah, blah. I actually really well done. Um, I actually think it's pretty funny. Uh, the voice cast is really, really good. Um, it's like Kelly Kuoko, Lake Bell, Tony Hale, um, Alan Tudyk, who voices Ooh. like the Joker and Clayface and almost like every other character in the show because he's <laughs> he's just very good at it. Um, <clears throat> I found it pretty enjoyable. I think I, I don't know how it would be for like a mainstay comic fan. Um, I'm approaching this as somebody who's a little more casual with that stuff. So um, it's definitely more like humor based and less based in like the mythos of um the world uh but it's it's fun they do some fun stuff with it like um jim rash who is the dean in community voices um the riddler <laughs> and in the second season he uh they split gotham up and his section of gotham is riddler university so he's a dean nice. <laughs> it's like it's a nice little like oh that's funny okay that's cool but, yeah, um, I would recommend it. Like, watch the first couple episodes. It's probably not going to be for everyone. I totally get it. Like, it's one of those shows where it's it's kind of like, ah, like, yeah, I get it. Like, oh, you know, it's superheroes, but it's super gory, and they say fuck, and they also talk about, like, their personal relationship problems or whatever. But it's fun. There's even, like, a fun little subplot with, like, Poison Ivy, who is, like, best friends with Harley Quinn. Um, Poison Ivy hooks up with Kite Man, and Kite Man is, like, <laughs> the greatest... Yeah. character in the show <laughs> he's he's awesome he's great um I, I remember reading articles as the show was first coming out like kite man is just he's such a like lovable dunce <laughs> yeah he's like he's like because you can see where they play him um they do play him as like oh he's a guy who really wants like sex but you can see where they play him as like kind of creepy and sad but he's he's honestly played like very earnestly and he's very like he's very like adorable like he asks poison ivy to marry him at like one point at like a very random inopportune moment she's like no we can talk about this later and he's like wasn't a no nice <laughs> <laughs> like okay that's funny like that yeah all right it's endearing so i'd say ch check it out i would I'd recommend that awesome calvin and john how are your panic searches going oh i i have i one. had one too yeah oh awesome. you can go first no, you go. Okay. Um, I'm going to do a little bit of podcast betrayal here and recommend a different podcast. That's okay. So recently, and this like, I got like an email from Spotify, just like giving me recommendations. They're like, hey, you might like this podcast. So I've been listening to Heavyweight, produced mm. by Gimlet. It's all about this guy, um, Jonathan Goldstein, like talking with his friends and helping them resolve like thorny conflicts from their lives and just like going back and resolving things from their past and it's just it kind of like heavyweight heavyweight okay yeah um kind of warms your cold dead 2020 heart you know <laughs> yeah so no nah, it's really good so. how long has it been around um first episode aired September 23rd, 2016. Oh, that's pretty okay. good. Most recent one was on November 12th. There are only 35. So oh, far. wow. But it's really well produced. Like it's, How long are they on average? Um, About 40 minutes. 40 yeah. to 45. It's a pretty good, pretty good line. Yeah. Actually, 30 to 45. <laughs> yeah, pretty good for a commute. Yeah. For 35 days. 
Hmm. But uh, was there any episode that you connected with, like, <clears throat> in particular? Um, I'm only 10 in. Um, there's one. What's it called? James. <laughs> like, every episode is named after a person. <laughs> um, episode 6, James, is about um, Jonathan, the host, and two of his friends um, going to scatter his friend James's father's ashes on a golf course. Oh. And they, it's like this whole heist set up to get it to happen. So, <laughs> Okay. Just walk through the whole process. <laughs> I felt a little guilty at first for laughing at the title of James, because we have James here. And then you said it was a whole heist set up to, to spread the ashes, and then I felt better again. Yeah. And it, like... So, the dad died, like, 16 years before they did it, so the guy just kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, oh... This is hard to do because, like, it's my dad, you know? Yeah. And he had the urn the whole time, so. But it also felt really good to, like, fulfill the last thing his dad asked of him. That's cool. Yeah. Really cool show. And just a thought I just had about it, because you said there was only, like, 35 episodes, but they've been going for four years-ish now. Mm-hmm. There's about ten a year. It doesn't sound, like, exploitive in any way. Because, mm-hmm. like, they'd, they'd have to really work to pump out any more than that if you're dealing with your personal friend's problems. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, very, very, like, it's just about the human experience, you know? We need more You about. can relate to a lot of them. What about you, Calvin? Uh. Bring us home. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I guess then I would go with, um, I don't know, I'm kind of trying to decide between two. Um, I guess they're kind of the same. One led to the other. I was, I've been listening to um, a lot of uh, Frank Sinatra at Ooh. work. So I've been playing, listening to a bunch of his stuff, which has been fun. But um, listening to some of those songs made me go back and watch the uh, Ocean's Eleven movie, which is good. I gotta watch the original because that actually has Frank Sinatra in it. Huh. Mm-hmm. I've only seen the like two thousand the remake from like two thousand and what like three or four. George Clooney did the remake, right? Yeah, it's got a great cast. It's got George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Matt Damon, uh, other fun. people. <laughs> I'm trying to remember because I saw it today. I learned on Reddit about that. That um, who's the actress? There was an actress that he got in the movie, but in Eleven, yeah. Um. Oh, what's her name? Julia Roberts. Julia, Julia Roberts, Roberts. Yeah, he got Julia Roberts for it, but at the time she was only doing movies for like twenty million dollars, and <laughs> Clooney didn't have that kind of money, so he sent her the script with a twenty dollar bill attached and said, "I heard you're only doing movies for twenties." <laughs> she, she took the role, obviously. Oh, it's it's funny because Ocean's Eleven, at the very least, is a movie that, uh, like, even some of the more like cynical film people I've talked to seem to enjoy it. It's something that everyone just you can't help but kind of like smile at. It, like the remake. A, yeah, I like the remake. I haven't seen the original either. Like, I, I haven't seen the Rat Pack one. I've seen the first two. I've seen the, the first two remakes. I haven't seen Ocean's Thirteen. You know, I like Ocean's Eleven and Thirteen. I'm not watching Ocean's Eight, <laughs> but they're all I'm hard, a, hardworking I'm, former spy moms. I might watch Ocean's Eight. I mean, I watched uh, the 2016 Ghostbusters, and it wasn't like it wasn't bad. It wasn't good, but it wasn't bad either. Like it was just kind of an average, it, like summer. Movie. Yeah, and I don't dislike any of those actresses. Like all of them are pretty funny. Or at least compelling in their own in their own way. Like even Leslie Jones. A lot of people actually said that Leslie Jones was like the best part of that movie. Who was um, the um, Who was the crazy one in that movie? Kate McKinnon. Yeah, Kate McKinnon was great. Kate McKinnon and Chris. Um, Stemwig. No, Chris Hemsworth made that Chris movie Hemsworth. for me. I, I, no disrespect to any of their actresses in it, but it, it, I just they none of the rest of them clicked for me. 
hard for me. Like I like Melissa McCarthy. I think she has to do very specific roles. Like I, I think she can actually be very entertaining to watch, but if she's just trying to be like the female Chris Farley or Jim Belushi, like it doesn't work. Oh my, um, th- that's yeah. yeah. That perfectly like, encapsulates why I didn't like her in that role because it, it was just like trying too hard for that physical humor. Yeah, she's got a... She can play, like, some really endearing characters pretty well. But if she tries to go, like, too over the top, it just gets, like, fading. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I I agree with Cal. I think everyone should watch Ocean's Eleven. And uh, well, I want to see Ocean's... The original as well, for sure. Yeah. I've been meaning to watch Ocean's Eleven for forever. She do it on Netflix. Well, yeah. there's my weekend. But, you gotta watch 11, 12, and 13, I believe, for all on Netflix. Oh. Damn. Damn. Nice. Only I hadn't deleted my Netflix. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> oh, whatever. So, Calvin, I've, I've got a question that you might be able to contribute to a little bit, but not sure. specifically. Because you don't drink soda. No. Um, But why are there no soft drink variety packs? Like... There's variety chip packs, but why why aren't there soft drink variety packs? Like it's a twelve pack like, of twelve pack of drinks, but you got like four different drinks. I feel like I've seen that. Well, there's there's a thing for alcoholic beverages where you can build your own six pack. <laughs> so I guess just do that, but with soda bottles. <laughs> You're right. What if you what if you walked up to the counter with one of those build your own six packs boxes just filled with Plastic soda bottles. <laughs> I kind of want to do that now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they'd look at you and say, um, it's for beer only. But Listeners, your assignment this week is to go to your local grocery store, grab one of those six-pack boxes, and bring six bottles of soda up to the uh, checkout and see what they say, and then write back to us about your experience. And hard soda doesn't count. All right. <laughs> okay, so it wasn't my program shutting down. Okay. <sighs> so how about the fact that our president refuses to acknowledge the election? Man, he's that's just a bunch of hot air. Just a bunch of wind. It's not like we didn't see it coming. So I mean, there's some weird shit that's gone on with the polls, but I think at this point, it's like you're gonna say wait, what? Wait, wait, genuinely, I'm asking like what? Because I have seen like no actual evidence, just a lot of talk. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I I do have one thing. I'm trying to remember if it was North Carolina or Georgia as they were doing recounts. They did find like three thousand more votes. Three thousand thirty nine. But that's, like, the only thing I've got out of all of the talk that's going on. It's more to just, like, the fact that uh, those, the Dominion voting machines have been tied to people within, like, the Democratic Party. Like, Nancy Pelosi holds a stake in that company. Um, I'm sure many Republicans do. But that's the thing, too. It's like, so that's my issue with that debate is, like, I don't think I I don't like the debate as it stands right now, where it's like either it's all fraudulent or none of it's fraudulent. Like, I think the issue is that even if, let's say, fraud was proven, it's like, how could you prove that those fraudulent claims weren't fraudulent themselves in and of themselves? You know what I mean? Like, we're at a point right now where no matter what anybody says in the national dialogue, somebody is going to try and like debunk it and say, like, well, technically, no, blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't I don't think he won. I think he came way closer than a lot of people expected, which is why that like a lot of people in the Democratic establishment are melting down and now like blaming shit on people like AOC because they're like, well, you know, it's actually the progressive like rung of the party that's really fucked us for the past four years. And it's like, ah, I don't know about that, Nancy. Like you, <laughs> you might you might want to look at your fucking strategy, like, um, because those progressives are younger. They're going to outlive you, Pelosi. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. I do. Like, I rarely have sympathy for AOC, but I do feel bad for her right now because it's very clear that like, the larger Democratic Party is trying to move the 
closer to center. I would <laughs> feel bad for her, but she also made some statements that sounded very much like making a list of your political enemies oh, and remembering yeah. that. Yeah, which, like, shitty. I've heard people on the right, though, saying, like, there. I mean, there's the whole meme on, like, far-right stuff, like, the day of the rope, like, once we get into power, like, we're gonna, you know... And that, that's, that's BS, too. That That's not appropriate. Mm-hmm. But it it just makes it very hard for me to feel sympathy when you also go and do things like that. Well, you can be a socialist and not be extreme. I mean, that's that's not like I don't understand why certain parts of like socialism are are like taken immediately as extremist positions. I mean, I know that they're related immediately to like, ironically enough, to communism, even though they share more in common with Nazism, just based on like the name itself. Um, yeah. but I don't know. Like <clears throat> I, I, I agree with, I think this past eight months has definitely shown that there are parts of the American system that need a More. severe overhaul in terms of public welfare. And I don't mean that in like the slur sense, but I mean it in a genuine, like this country needs a safety net, not for specific people, for everybody. There needs to be something in place. So if something like this happens, people are taken care of. I mean, I've been talking with, for my job, talking with local business owners the past month. And now with Michigan, like going uh, into like essentially a lockdown again, or like a quasi one. A lot of places are. California did. The next three weeks, I was talking to a local business owner. Like uh, I've talked to a few who said they're going to lose close to like a hundred K in three weeks. I mean, some of these people have staff of close to 50 um, and they're going to be laying off like 80% of those people. Not laying off, but they're not going to be working. And there's no safety net. There's no help for anybody. Um, so I've been like, you know, I've rankled before at the whole like, uh, like, well, we need, you know, public trust funds and we need stuff like that. Like I've been someone who's been a little bit anti-socialist measures for various reasons. But I think right now the whole the whole idea of like, no, like get the government out. Like, I don't know. All that's really happened in place of the state taking over people's lives is like corporations have. And I know that sounds very hippy dippy, but it's pretty fucking true. Yeah. And that's, I, I would definitely be, well, um, the words I want, come on. There was that, uh, Google antitrust thing. That's been kind of picking up some steam recently. Phone. No, stop. (laughs) <laughs> the Google aren't you? Google is retaliating. <laughs> if the feed cuts out, you know why. Um, which, like, I... As much as I have generally leaned more towards, like, state government power over federal, I do think that there needs to be some step in of uh, trust busting. Not, oh, yeah. Is that the right word? No. That's, That's a right. right word. Is it? No. Yeah, for them, yeah. Trust, but I mean, that was what Teddy Roosevelt did back in the early 1900s. That's what it was called. Yeah. Calvin, I, it sounded like you were going to say something. Yeah. Did I? Oh, I don't remember. Okay. When was this? Well, just before I started to talk. Oh. <laughs> I agree, though. I've been watching, like, Jack, some of the Jack Dorsey shit with Twitter. Something about that guy just fucking. I just don't like him. I don't know what yeah. it is. I don't know if it's because I don't like Twitter, but it's like it's either like he seems like he's so cashed out, like just so done with it that he just doesn't have the energy to both make any severe modifications to Twitter's policy and also answer like battery of government questions at the same time, um, or he just like quite frankly, doesn't care. Um, but I do think those social media companies need to be, like, regulated to some degree. I don't think state regulation is, it's like... Weird. I don't know how I feel about that, because, like, I don't disagree on that, because, like, free, I do believe freedom of speech is, like, all like really important and all that stuff. But at the same time, I feel like a lot of people on the right like for years for years they were talking about like how they were so they were all about freedom of speech you say whatever you want and all this stuff and like um they were they were attacking the left and saying like oh you're silencing freedom of speech 
um, and people's and individuals' rights that um, a lot of uh, policies were in um, ones that come to mind were like the incident of like the baker. This is a little bit of an aside, but like the yeah, baker yeah. that refused to bake a cake for a gay wedding because they're like, oh, it's against my rights. Um, and they were all like, oh, you can't force individuals and companies to um, conform to like these uh, pol- these like extreme policies or these left policies as they were calling them. But then as soon as that kind of happens to them, mm-hmm. they're like, what? We got to get in. you like, how dare you? We shut down the, the like, uh, how dare a private entity like regulate our speech on their private forum yes, because that's what they are i like i i don't necessarily agree that you, you that because of their prevalence that that just nece- necessarily means they're open to public rule i i don't know or like the regulation and stuff like that i don't know if i agree with that because at the end of the day they are a private company like why do you get to determine what they're allowing on their platform. If you don't like it, that's the benefit of the free market is that you're supposed to drive away. And I read, and I realized that the flaw in that argument is that these social media companies are so large that they force out any other competition and they become a monopoly and all this stuff. But I felt like a lot of people on the right didn't have a problem with this until it kind of started hitting them. On top of that, there's that new like parlay app social media platform which is parlor yeah okay i've saw something comment where it's like it's a french word the parlor so parlor whatever point is it's like the it's the unconjugated um it's misspelled but it's the unconjugated verb to talk french well that new one is out and was like oh conservatives come over to this app where we'll be free to speak our minds and now liberal views over there are getting shut down, banned, etc. It's like, okay, guys. Oh, yeah. Well, no, and that's the problem with like both. I think the left and the right right now is that they hate corporations until the corporations work for them, and yeah. they love corporations until the corporations don't work for them. It's kind of like like the right's policies on free speech, in my opinion, are kind of like the left's uh, policies on immigration. It's like I think Jeff Bezos wants more immigration because he genuinely believes in giving people better lives in this country. (laughs) No, that motherfucker wants to import people from third world countries that he can pay like less than minimum wage to work in his fucking factories. That guy does like, I'm not saying Jeff Bezos is a bad guy, but if you think that it's like this altruistic, like, like Tony Stark superhero, you're out of your fucking mind. Like he's running. I've seen a lot I mean, of people on the platform. But that's the thing is they let him get away with it. <laughs> like someone uh, someone somewhere has to have a decent opinion of Jeff Bezos or else he would have been stopped. Like, I don't know, I, man. He's got the money that it just doesn't matter anymore. And that's the problem, too. It's like capital shouldn't govern worth. John, what were you going to say? <laughs> yeah. Well, just like in the in the case of Amazon, kind of specifically, it it's about jobs. Like, it's just so many jobs that they can get into places. Exactly. Like people will give them tax cuts or incentives mm. to come. That's you see, they point. started a uh, uh, prescription drug service. Ah, damn it. Amazon? No. <laughs> Amazon did. That's smart. It's okay. evil. That's I gotta give it to them. They're, they're smart. They know what no. to invest in and what to capitalize on. I mean, that makes them like the the that would make them the leader in some of the most modern industries like streaming, shipping, pharmaceuticals. The internet runs on AWS. Groceries, yeah, hosting <laughs> half the internet. <laughs> and it, back in Roosevelt's day, this would have gotten broken up because he's gone wide instead of tall. It should, dude. They fucking Amazon has been contracted by the CIA to build intelligence networks. Mm. Uh, I don't don't know that that's anything like to freak out about. The CIA is just going to contract anyone that's capable of doing it. No, it's just just creepy. It's like, oh, the same place that I'm I'm getting my books, like my textbooks from is also like setting up, you know, intelligence networks (laughs) to overthrow governments in South America. It's like, yeah, okay, (laughs) you know, maybe. I don't know. The same place that has smart speakers in your in our homes yeah <laughs> that, too. that yeah. too that's yeah 
How you doing so, there, Google? <laughs> my phone is yeah. watching me. Well, it's like that comment I heard on, I, I want to say this is the Rooster Teeth podcast. I think it was Bernie was talking about it. In the book, 1984, the dude has one speaker, not even a camera, one speaker and microphone in his apartment. And it like rules his life. It like, it like the downfall of society and all this stuff. We carry a GPS locating service, a camera, a microphone, like all that on our person everywhere we go voluntarily. Yep. Here's the here's a question though, because this made me think of it. But what do you think is the worst future, 1984 or Brave New World? They're both bad in their own ways. Uh, <laughs> 1984 is worse because at least in Brave New, as crappy as Brave New World is, as horrendous as it is, awful as it is, there is. If I'm remembering correctly, some measure where, like, those top-level people who don't conform, they're like, all right, we knew there was going to be this group of you who just don't fit. So (laughs) here's your colony where you can go do your thing and be happy. Yeah, 1984 is definitely the worst, because 1984 is more of an an oppressive dystopian future, whereas Brave New World is um, more of, like, a delusional dystopian future where everyone is happy in brave new world they just don't understand what they're missing so they're 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 just everyone's ignorant in brave new world um but but they have comparatively to uh 1984 they have way more freedom unless you're a delta (laughs) but even then like the deltas don't real like as as horrendous and awful as it is the deltas don't realize they're deltas but that's the uh, see. That's what makes Brave New World so horrifying to me is that in 1984 you have the conception that there's there's a dissonance of thought. There are people I forget the main character's name. Is it like Michael or something? It's Winston. Winston, I think, um, or Watson. I don't remember yeah. anyone. I think, I think, I think it's Winston. It, I never I think it is read it. You get the sense that people like Winston. There's a dissonance there. Like they're still they're just functioning under this system. They might not agree with it, but they go along with it. But the difference with between that and Brave New World is like in Brave New World, it's like nobody has any choice from birth until death as to what they think. You don't get, you don't get a choice. You get a pill. That's right. it. Like you are locked out of meaning and truth and genuine, authentic living. There's no chance. Um Winston in the oppressive not uh, like 1984 has his like diary or his notebook that he writes in. He's at least allowed or allows himself like some kind of authentic thought. But in 1984, uh, Brave New World doesn't fucking exist. Like it's it's just not allowed. There is the reservation with like people who think different. But um, I mean, one of the biggest I think differences between those two is like in Brave New World, you are modified and selected like before you're born. Like mm-hmm. yeah. Organic birth isn't a thing anymore. You're picked. Like, there is no natural chance that's allowed. It's all predetermined. Um, but there's not much the, chance. There's not like chance in 80, 1984 either, though. I, I, I there's more of a human element where it's like they're functioning under an oppressive system that does have control of minds and masses, but not like fundamental biology or the soul of people um because that's the thing in 1984 which makes it so like kind of obvious and almost i'd argue at times weaker than brave new world is it's clearly an oppressive system difficulty yeah, I, with like, brave new world is like you're like well they're happy right i mean what's the yeah. problem what do you but think that's John? The- i don't the subtext i always got from um 1984 was i don't know if most of the world knew it was an oppressive system I think, like, only people within the party really knew what was going on. And oh, everyday people just kind of viewed the world through the news yeah. like we do today. That's an intro. Yeah, that's fair. Because yeah, you are really only given that lens of the main character there who's kind of like, wow, wait a minute, this is kind of sucky. <laughs> I, I think we could totally be living in a 1984 world right now. I think it's just like the people that are closer to the systems of power are the ones who live lives like Winston. We have to be careful what they say who like are actually on the quote unquote on the run or like in trouble for their thoughts. Whereas uh, Snowden and Epstein. 
Yeah. <laughs> Whereas like the random plebs like you and me, we're just, oh, there's a war going on over there. Let's rally patriotism around that, you know? Well, and that's the thing though too now is like who's gonna fucking I mean it was one thing in I in Iraq, you know, when it had been almost a thirty year difference between last major US war and then the uh, in the Iraq war. Like now Unless we were actually going to war with mainland China, which bookmark this five years. <laughs> <this. laughs> Unless we're actually going to war with somewhere, someone like China or like Saudi Arabia or whatever, there's no way. There's no way you could build up American morale going to another war that most people beyond like the most extreme would support. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think. He- just need one more 9-11 level event. And it, it won't be a lasting, but it'll be enough to get us in, which is what happened with Iraq. I think I it's mean, diminishing w- returns. W- what do you uh, think, John? The thing about the wars in 1984 where they were like set up to never be over. Yeah. Like we have been in the Middle East as a country for almost 20 years now. Oh, and not even not even counting the Gulf War or like right. Yeah, and it's right. like just a background part of life, you know? And that's mm-hmm. kind of like it's happening. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That's like, that's the sense I got from the world in the background. Like, okay, this is happening. It separates us from them. Yes. Yeah, like, uh, the hope that I, that I would see more in 1984 than Brave New World would be the idea that there are more people like Winston who are like dissonant and, and haven't been affected by any kind of conditioning. Um, but you also got to remember, sorry, spoiler alert, that like a lot of the resistance that Winston meets are like controlled opposition, that they're working for the party yeah. and that mm-hmm. he basically gets set up. Um, so that's the question then is like, are there, is it even worth it in a system like that that is going to feed you certain lies, um, which are actually truths to a, to a degree, just to get you to admit that the lie is true and then forget everything else. Um, yeah. That is one thing Brave New World, the world of Brave New World has over 1984 is that the dissidents in Brave New World, the worst thing that happens is they get shipped off to another, like just their own private island with a bunch of other dissidents. That's also you know? true. Like yeah, 1984, they're executed or re-educated. Although I think we should, it's worth noting that in Brave New World, we're told like, oh yeah, you guys get to go do your thing over there. We don't know how well it's functional over there. Yeah. That's but true. I do think that like, if I could point out two big differences or a difference between the two would be like 1984 is more about like ideological tyranny than uh, Brave New World is more like biological tyranny. It's like the the two biggest fears of the 20th century, like um, whether it was eugenics or Nazism or communism or all those other things, it's like, how is man going to cope with these new ways of organizing people and then organizing his own like physical construction? I think there's a lot of societal in Brave New World as well. There is, but I don't I think why the distinction yeah. was made between uh, ideological and biological is because they're so, so social in both. Yeah, I, I would say because like, with uh with like breaking the world that more the social stuff immediately stems from biological like altering whether it's that's, not, that's fair there's no organic sex um there's pills like all that other shit whereas 1984 is more like you know, what if an ideology that was essentially a mesh of like stalinism and nazism got into power and people just kind of man this is this is a lot deeper than i thought we'd go <laughs> Right about that. <laughs> no, no, it, it was an interesting talk. It's it's good fun. to get a little philosophical like that. It was fun. I really um, wish somebody still had to go for the media recommendation so we could just transition over to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, well, so, Calvin, what do you recommend? <laughs> I, was, yeah. I, I did have two things to bring up at some point before we got to the end. We're getting a little close. Well, um, we're definitely almost there. <laughs> First off, there's been no reports on our uh, Butter Buddies icebreaker from last week. To, uh, mince or gum? No, no one's oh. replied to that. Can um, I reply now? You, you yeah, may. Gum. 
gum. Yeah. I hate mint. Uh, suck it, James. Damn. <laughs> the democracy. I am upset. The democracy shall reign. And second, we got our uh, we got our OG Fantastic Four here tonight. Oh shit! Oh damn, son, you're right. Yeah. This is the middle school crew. I just thought that was neat. Yeah, oh, speaking of that, Halo MCCPC added crossplay, James. So yes, <laughs> I can play me right now. Yeah, let's go wreck some be- boys on firefight. Uh, dude, if you guys want to hop on like Friday, I'll be totally free. Man. I just got a dream. <sighs> Hold on, I gotta take a pee. <laughs> Quick, someone play elevator music. This is not gonna sync up. James is peeing. Oh, James. I cut it out, but now we have the elevator music. MCC came out. Do we? Is are we in a new season yet? Yep. Season yes. Four. What are we? Uh, what are we looking at for that? Halo Four. Uh, but like, uh, is it just skin, more skins and stuff, skins? or we got armor, or what? Most likely, I think there's some Halo Reach stuff in there. They talked about adding in a new helmet. Ooh. Oh yeah, some of the cut cut content from the original yeah. release of Reach is back in now. That's pretty neat. That's pretty neat. Hey, look who's back from his piss. It's interesting how neat that is. Nice. 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 The blonde? (laughs) Yeah. Nice. Nice. Oh, you mean mean the ugly one, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but she's ugly, right? No, she's she's pretty attractive. Nice. My (laughs) lord told me otherwise. (laughs) It's just a book. <laughs> I want to recommend that video. Oh, that was yeah. great. He's just using a soundboard, right? Yeah, he is. I do. Based off that, I would also like to uh, sub recommend um, the Stone Mountain sixty four series. That one is classic. As remember that one? No, no. As far as the guy who would play, like I think it was like Battlefield, but he'd be like super into yes. it. Yes. Yeah, like, that guy's awesome that guy's that is awesome (laughs) Uh, in that same tangent did you guys watch the uh ah animated soup store i sent you i sent to the group chat Mm, no it's just the uh code geass abridged soup store bit but with uh, the ah animated guys i didn't realize that was from one of their series it's not that's never mind. It was just someone, something a fan yeah. did because they thought the models would fit well with the care, with the people, and the okay. dialogue. Did you hit both the things you wanted to hit, RJ? Yes, I yes, okay. I did. We can we can wrap this up. Thanks for being here, fellas. It was it was a real good time. I was. No uh, advice for any of you this week. Fuck you. I feel like there was advice in our discussion. You didn't Certainly. respond to our icebreaker, so no advice for you. Yeah. <laughs> if you, you want, if you want advice, respond to our icebreakers. Uh, yeah. If you want to let us know what you think your favorite Greek god is, you might be wrong. Uh, on our social media platforms, Facebook Better Buddies, on Twitter at Better Budcast, use the hashtag Better Buddies and the hashtag Favorite Greek God. Uh, we have an email betterbuddiescast at gmail.com if you need advice fan art hate mail uh declaration of love red outline uh declaration of war declaration of war we can do that can i ask um what do you think the odds of a declaration of love are seven oh there you go that's like 700 percent. that's good luck (laughs) well that's that's of course over the course of the next decade so oh (laughs) <laughs> uh, thank you to the band Problem of Interest for letting us use their song Living in the Moment off the album Cross Off Yesterday that's on iTunes and Spotify we're on iTunes and Spotify go follow and like us and do whatever reminder that our goal right now is to get a hundred downloads on a single episode and 
I'm I'm making a caveat here. That's one of the more recent episodes, not the first episode, because that one's already at 50. That's cheating. Um, but if we get 100 downloads on an episode, we will review gum. Yes, we will. It's going to be a juicy episode, everyone. Just a whole <laughs> lot of mukbang. Oh, we're going to chew That's on the air? That sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> We we can we can mute ourselves to chew, but I think I think we have to be like everybody on this like flavor at the same time so we get initial results. James, he's doing it. You said that, Calvin? Yeah. <laughs> Dang it, James. Sorry. <laughs> and last but not least, be a better buddy. Hey. I am James. Hello. Hello. Surprise, oh. it's a John. It's James. Are you pleasantly <laughs> surprised, Kelvin? What? Uh, that John is here. Was he not supposed to be? Well, I told you it'd be you and James, and then I thought, oh, it'd be, it'd be sneaky if I invited John, too. Oh, I saw him coming. His... Discord thing lit up, and no game popped up. I could have just turned on my computer. Sherlock Holmes over here. Down. <clears throat> we got a power user over here. <laughs> Kel- Kel- Kelvin, you're being a little sus.